The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Welcome to SP Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you will find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Remember last week when I said we don't know anything about the NFL? It turns out I was right. For the second straight week, four teams came into the day with a 500 or worse record and actually beat a team who was in first place. Now, of course, we'll get to all of them, but we begin on Sunday night football. Don't look now. Kansas City Chiefs may be back. Here's a fake toss by Mahomes. Looking, throws deep down the field. Got a man wide open. That's Pringle. Touchdown, Kansas City. Byron Pringle got behind the defense, and Patrick Mahomes drops it in. Fifth touchdown pass of the night for Mahomes, and the Chiefs are blowing out the Raiders. 40-14 Kansas City with 7.39 to go. Westwood won on the call. Patrick Mahomes threw for 406 yards to go with those five TDs as the Kansas City Chiefs boat race the Las Vegas Raiders. 41-14 on Sunday night football. Everybody got into the fun for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey caught eight balls for 119 yards. Tyreek Hill caught seven for 83 and two touchdowns. Hell, even Daryl Williams had nine for 101 and a touchdown, and he's a running back. Look, it hasn't always been pretty, but Kansas City has now won three straight games, and they sit atop the AFC West at six and four. Shout out Andy Reid, who is now fifth all time in head coaching victories behind only Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick, and Tom Landry. In Green Bay, it was Packers and Seahawks, and both starting quarterbacks returned. Neither one looked particularly sharp. This game was 3-0 Packers going into the fourth. That matched the second lowest score through three quarters of any NFL game in the past 13 years. Aaron Rodgers threw a pick in the end zone. Russell Wilson actually threw two picks in the end zone, but the difference was the Packers' ground game. Playing without Aaron Jones, who sustained a knee injury in the second half, Green Bay rode A.J. Dillon's two rushing touchdowns and 128 yards from scrimmage to a 17-zip win over the Seahawks. The shutout was the first of Russell Wilson's career. He was 20-40 of for 161 yards and those two picks. Two other weird notes from this one. One... 
DK Metcalf ejected with just over a minute left in the game after a skirmish that resulted in penalties on both teams. He actually tried to re-enter the game after getting tossed but was stopped by an official. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't really grilled after meeting reporters for the first time since his whole COVID-19 Pat McAfee show disaster. Although technically he didn't meet them at all holding his post-game news conference via Zoom. In Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill threw and ran for a touchdown, and the Titans did just enough to beat the Saints in this one, 23-21. New Orleans actually had a chance to tie things up at the end of the game. Marquez Callaway caught a 15-yard touchdown pass that put them down two with a little over a minute to go, but Saints got a false start penalty before the two-point conversion. That pushed them back five yards. They tried to pass to Mark Ingram. That fell incomplete, and they couldn't tie the game quick note they wouldn't have to tie the game if they had made two extra points earlier in the day but I digress so Tennessee now eight and two on the season they have the NFL's longest win streak at six straight games they've also beaten five straight playoff teams from last year they're just the second team in NFL history to beat five straight playoff teams the Saints dropped to five and four they've lost two straight games since Jameis Winston went down with a torn ACL but shout out to Mark Ingram he passed Deuce McAllister in this one to become the Saints all-time leading rusher in Washington, things went wrong for the Bucks right from the start. Tom Brady was picked off twice in his first six passes, and Tampa Bay never recovered in a shocking 29-19 loss. The Bucks scored a touchdown to make it 23-19 with just under 11 minutes left in the game. Washington got the ball back on their own 20-yard line and proceeded to go on a 19-play 80-yard drive that took up 10 minutes and 26 seconds of game time and, oh, by the way, ended with a one-yard Antonio Gibson touchdown run to seal the win. How bad was the offense for Tampa Bay? They did not have a first-half touchdown for just the fifth time under Tom Brady, and that was coming off a bye week. By the way, Tampa lost on either side of the bye and now are 6-3 and three on the season. Lastly, unfortunate injury news on both sides in this one. The Bucks lost Richard Sherman to a calf injury in pregame warmups, and defensive lineman Vita Vea went down at the end of that long Washington drive with a knee injury. For the football team, pass rusher Chase Young went down in the first half with a knee injury of his own, and both could be significant. In Pittsburgh, the Steelers were without Ben Roethlisberger after he went on the COVID list on Saturday, and the Detroit Lions were without a loss for the first time in 12 months. This was an absolute slog of a game that took almost four hours to play. It looked like the Steelers were going to be able to sneak down the field in overtime and try for a game-winning field goal. All they had to do was hang on to the ball. Only 15 seconds left. Can they put it on the toe of Boz? That's the question now with the first and 10 at the 39. And in the shotgun, Rudolph takes the snap. Throws the out. It's pulled in by Fryermuth. And the ball is out. And they dive for it. And I think the Lions have fallen on it. Yep. It is Deshaun Hand who ended up with the football on Fryermuth's mistake. Eight seconds to go. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, that's painful. That really is. Did Flowers end up with it? Well, it doesn't matter. Detroit has the ball. Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley with the exasperated sigh on 102.5 WDVE in the Steelers radio network. Pittsburgh lost two fumbles in OT and basically did nothing on offense all day in a 17-17 tie at Heinz Field. One other tough note for the Steelers, star linebacker T.J. Watt left in the third quarter with hip and knee injuries. He did not return. 
The Vikings came into Los Angeles with five players on the COVID-19 list and were also missing four other defensive starters because of injuries, and they still found a way to get it done. Kirk Cousins threw a pair of touchdown passes to Tyler Conklin. Dalvin Cook added 94 rushing yards and a score, and the Minnesota Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20. It looked like L.A. was going to get one final crack at this thing to tie it up, but on third and 20, the Chargers allowed an 18-yard completion to Adam Thielen. That made the Vikings go for it on fourth down. They converted and knelt on the ball to kill the rest of the clock and get the win. Minnesota improves to 4-5 and five on the year, and the Chargers have lost three of their last four games to fall to 5-4 and four on the season. Let's go to mile high now, where the Eagles had a seven-point lead in this one late in the third quarter. The Broncos drove all the way down to Philly's 23-yard line and handed the ball to Melvin Gordon on fourth and one. He gained enough yards for the first down, but he lost the football. Darius Slay picked it up for the Eagles and returned it 82 yards for a touchdown to put this one out of reach. After that play, Teddy Bridgewater was getting a ton of criticism online because he makes the biggest business decision of all time and doesn't even attempt to slow Slay down on his way to the end zone for the game-clinching score. Eagles would go on to win 30-13 to in this one. The Broncos had plenty of chances to put up more points. They got to the Eagles' 10-yard line or closer four different times in this game, but they walked away with just six points on those possessions. Denver also trailed 20-10 to at halftime, and they are now just 1-20 and under Vic Fangio when they are behind at the half. In New England, I don't know if Bill Belichick cares about facing the team that fired him back in the day, but it sure looked like his team did on Sunday. They pounded the Browns 45-7 to in an absolutely smothering defensive performance. Cleveland didn't have Nick Chubb in this one due to COVID-19, and it showed. The Browns gained just 217 yards of total offense and were 1-for-11 on third down. Add to that yet another injury to Baker Mayfield, and nothing is going Cleveland's way. The Brownies have lost four of their last six games and haven't won in New England since 1992 when Bill Belichick was their head coach. Meanwhile, for the Patriots, Mac Jones on fire, 19 of 23, three touchdowns and no picks. And New England has won four straight games after starting the year two and four. In Dallas, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn was looking for some revenge against the team that fired him last year, and his squad sure lived up to the challenge. The Cowboys held the Falcons to their second lowest yardage total of the season at 214, and season lows in first downs and third down conversions. It got so bad that Matt Ryan was actually pulled in the third quarter. Cowboys whooped the Falcons 43-3. to Everything worked for Dallas on Sunday. They scored touchdowns on four of their first five possessions and blocked a punt for a touchdown before the half, which actually secured their highest scoring quarter in franchise history at 29 points. Dallas is now 7-2 on the year, and they travel to Kansas City next week. Speaking of blowouts, let's head to New Jersey now, where the Bills came in angry after their loss to the Jags last week. Josh Allen, 366 yards and two touchdowns. Buffalo handed the Jets another humiliating defeat on the year, 45-17. There was starting to be some chatter in New York about Mike White taking the reins even if Zach Wilson gets healthy. Mm, doubt we hear much of that anymore. White threw four picks in this one before leaving with an injury and being replaced by Joe Flacco. Head coach Robert Sala said that White could have gone back in the game, but they decided to keep him out. No word yet on who will be at quarterback next week. It really won't matter much if things don't improve on defense. The Jets have allowed 175 points in their last four games. 
in Arizona. The blowouts continued thanks in part to the return of Cam Newton, who came into the game on the Panthers' fifth offensive play at the Arizona two-yard line. Here we go. He's in the shotgun. McCaffrey swings out of the backfield wide to the right. Newton's going to run right. In the grass, breaks a tackle. McCaffrey, <laughs> Newton, everybody celebrating. Touchdown right side. First play, a touchdown. Cam Newton. He's got his helmet off and he's pumped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Carolina Panthers radio network on the call. Newton would actually add a passing touchdown on the next possession, and Carolina rolled over a depleted Cardinals team 34-10. to After the first score, Cam took his helmet off and screamed, I'm back at the fans. And after the game, he was asked just how much of the playbook he knew after signing with the Panthers earlier this week. Cam responded, quote, two touchdowns worth. It was his second straight game for the Cardinals without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And they only put up 169 total yards on the day. Arizona was down 17-0 in the first quarter and 23-0 at the half. One bit of good news, though. According to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, Kyler Murray is, quote, making good progress as he recovers from his ankle injury. And there's a good chance he'll play next week against Seattle. In the Circle City, Indianapolis rode 117 yards and a touchdown from Jonathan Taylor and a block punt to an ugly 23-17 win over the Jaguars, evening their record at 5-5 on the year. Taylor pulled into a tie for the league rushing lead with Derrick Henry and became the fourth player in the Super Bowl era to score a touchdown and produce 100 yards from scrimmage in seven straight games. Meanwhile, Jacksonville has now lost 12 straight road games and nine straight against the AFC South. That's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and a review as well. Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.